Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. You're listening to Thursday Trots Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. No Jay Bonington today, just Toby McKinnon and Greg Sugars is on the road to stall. I do enjoy catching up with these drivers when they're on the road somewhere. It just uh, doesn't intrude on their day so much. So Greg, mate, uh, firstly, how are you this morning? Yeah, very well, thanks, Toby. Now, there's a million questions I could ask you over the coming days. We're not going to go through every single runner you got, but Tim O'Connor did open the show and talked a little bit about one overall and uh, the educational trial and how things didn't work for you. And we asked a question of each other, and I said I'd ask you, would you consider trying to make one overall ODM before the start of the series? Just maybe would get away better off their backs? Um... I'm not actually sure if you're even allowed to do that anymore. Um, once upon a time, you were able to request your horse go out, but I've got a feeling in the back of my mind that they don't actually allow you to request that anymore. So, um, no, and it's not something, no, that I, I'd want to entertain anyway. Um, yep. Yeah, things go pair yep. for us during the series, and if he misbehaves and he gets put out the draw, well, then so be it. But, um, no, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll do our best to make sure that that doesn't happen. Now, Friday night we'll start at, mate. Race four, number seven, Visionary in the Breeders' Crown Championship for four-year-old mares. Been a little bit of money for Visionary, but I would have thought this would be a great test to see exactly where she's at against Queen Elida. Yeah, absolutely. No, the way the barrier draws fallen here, you just, you know, it's pretty hard to see anything um, toppling the, the mighty mare. Um, Queen Elida, um, she's obviously the benchmark and, um, yeah, and we're extremely hard to beat. But, you know, we came pretty close um, the only other time when they met there a few weeks ago, running second to her after being held up for a bit. But, um, yeah, we're really happy with this bear. We're happy with what she's done and she's got a great future. But, um, yeah, it's pretty hard to see her winning uh, from that draw. Will Cherokee Joe in race five get across him? And if, if so, does he get his chance to really step up into this open grade and win one? Yeah, look, I think so. We're pretty happy with where he's at at the moment. Um, I think he can cross. Uh, sort of there, he crossed the similar sort of line, you know, his last couple of starts. So, um, yeah, if that eventuates that he doesn't want the front easily enough, but... Um, you know, I think he'll be there for a long way. Um, obviously, there's a couple of nice ones off the back that are probably dropping in grade somewhat. Um, mainly also Michael Wildfire. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, he um, he won't be too far off the action if he does uh, get his own way out front. Just believe in the graduate trotters free for all Friday night. You nearly couldn't have picked the worst barrier draw, could you? Gate eight. Yeah, not ideal, but um, uh, you know, not from this one-off race perspective. It's going to be hard to sort of win from there. I think a little bit tricky, but um, I suppose for the big picture with the intermediate starting a week later. I mean, we're going to get an economical run. I don't sort of envision decision up um, sort of dragging back and sort of being wide or anything like that. So we're probably going to have to drive for luck a little bit, but we know that if the brakes go his way, um, yeah, he's a quality horse and it'll be hard to hold out, but um, really uh, we don't want to knock him around too much, being uh, completely honest, uh, in the mid-series, only a, you know, a week away. Beautiful, mate. That's the, that's the information we're looking for, right? Saturday night... You drive a horse called Lindy's Love in the three-year-old trotting fillies final. She's a pretty talented filly and she gets a front row draw, but the Anton Galino camp's got some, I don't know, they seem to be getting better, the Anton Galino horses, every year. And, of course, uh, Elder Baron Keeper for uh, Wallace Hackett, the Raider from New Zealand, they're going to be pretty hard to beat. Yeah, absolutely. No, her um, an ankle form, obviously, is first class. She's done a great job up there, but... Um, to say that the competition down here is uh, a bit stronger across the board and yeah the, the Galeno runners they are obviously they're extremely extremely well bred group of horses and they're starting to really get great results on the racetrack um, you know we've got a lot of their runners at the moment and obviously the Kiwi horses today it's been an outstanding form so look um, I, I think she'll run a good race she's um, settled in well since been, uh, been down here um, at our place um, for this series so um, yeah, look, I can't see her beating a couple of those sort of horses if, um, you know, everything's all fair and above board, but um, she won't disgrace herself. The two-year-old trotting fillies final, I think's nearly the race of the night, Saturday night. Like, you'd sort of think if you won the Redwood with a filly, she'd go into this race and be a nigh on certainty, but even Dichotomy, yeah, the stable mate to Cognati, is, is a chance off a soft run. Rocking with attitude, certainly good enough. Our Marvella was brilliant at its first and only start uh, since arriving from New Zealand. Aloha Kenny, we just heard from Brad Williamson. They're not here just for the fun of it either. And then you've got an Emma Stewart. Susan is her name as well. Like, it's an amazingly strong two-year-old trotting fillies. Yeah, exactly right. No, it's a bit of a shame <laughs> from our point of view that she is another one of those years that um, the Phillies seem to far outweigh the boys as far as strength and numbers go. Um, so, yeah, like everyone that you just, just named there, um, it wouldn't at all surprise to see any one of them take out this race um, on Saturday night. They're a great group of Phillies. And, um, you know, from our stable point of view, I think we're blessed that we've got such an easy uh, time in the heat that... Uh, you know, we've got no harm from that. Our horses are uh, in great order and, you know, they'll, they'll go every bit as good as they're capable of going. I'm, I'm sure of that. Um, you know, a couple of those runs that were in the other heat, obviously, were extremely impressive time-wise. And, uh, you know, whether it's just taking the edge off them, that's probably what we're going to hope for in a way because, um, you know, we're going to give the nice horses a bit of a head start, I think, with both our runners. But, uh, yeah, we're there to win and um, we think both fillies are definitely chances um, the two-year-old fillies pacing finals, probably not too much different than what you've just said. Aureus and something about Eilie are 
I, I don't know what you do with Aureus, but if you go back, you're going to be giving some really, really, really nice fillies a head start. Yeah, exactly. No, another phenomenal group of fillies again. Uh, you know, we're wrapped with, with both of ours, what they've been able to do to date. Um, and they were both, you know, as, as good as we could have hoped for last week in the semis. But, um, yeah, it's something about Eileen. She's probably, you know, she's something third up now, so... Um, she's nearing peak fitness and, and she was very, very good in herself. I think she ran the fastest last mile of anything in her heat um, last week from out the back and she's probably a chance to get in a relatively good spot back up the inside, I would suggest. Um, so, look, I, I can't see either of these fillies winning from from the way the, the marbles have fallen. But, um, yeah, something about Eileen's definitely got a minor, you know, minor money chance from, from where she's lobbed and the way she's trained on it. Um, yeah, Aureus, yeah, like you say, it's a bit hard to sort of pick a game plan from that draw. It's really sort of, uh, um, yeah, stunted our chances uh, in many respects. But, um, yeah, she's a quality really and, and, and is blessed with a great amount of speed. So, um, yeah, if she can find a good spot somewhere, um, I'm sure she'll get the line strong. And non is not too much different in the three-year-old fillies, mate. There's... There's a plethora of Emma Stewart. There'll be nine in the race of Emma Stewart's, and uh, you draw gate six, and as talented as Nonpareil shown, you'll you should have to go to a superhuman effort even to run a place, nearly from there. Yeah, exactly. No, and she showed now in re- recent runs, like in the Oaks heat and, and even last week's semi, that um, she's not that far below some of the best fillies of this age bracket, but she is below them. Um, so yeah, having a wide wide front row draw is probably not ideal. She probably needs to be um, driven quite soft early um, and get, get an economical run and say she can fix it with, uh, with these best ones again. But, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, she's improved every start throughout this campaign in particular and um, she's progressing into a nice mare. So hopefully there's more bigger, uh, more things to come from her in the upcoming seasons. But, um, yeah, she's certainly up against it from the draw and the way... Uh, uh, it's stalled today and off the text message as well. Uh, hi, Toby. Can you ask Greggy's opinion of Tizzy Lizzie at stalled today? And I think, you know, it's first start for you, but she has won a couple of trials at Shepparton and Tabcourt Park, and, and it looks a pretty winnable race for her, Greg. Yeah, I think so. Um, no, quite quite a, a nice little filly, this one. Like, she's had three starts previously before coming uh, to our stable, and um, ran quite well in all of them, so she's had a break and, and joined us. And the two trials we've been quite impressed with. Um, still, uh, still ironing her out completely at the moment, but she's sort of on the way up. Um, so yeah, it looks like a suitable sort of assignment for her, just as long as uh, you know the small attractive stall um, doesn't hold any uh, obstacles for her, which I don't think it will. So if she has a trouble-free run, oh, I think she should be very hard to beat. Uh, beat today because um, I think she's quite a handy, uh, handy performer. Her work at home says she's um, you know, not far below some of those horses we've just mentioned that are running in Breeders' Ground races. So, um, yeah, we think she's got a bit of a future. And is the Ricky Elchin train sugar for my honey? Are you... Is is that horse down with you at the moment and is it here to get a Vic Bread win or something? No, no, Ricky's down here with his team for Breeders' Ground, so he's yep. yeah, just sent this one along. I, I think it is eligible for a big, a big bonus. bonus. Um, that's probably why it's here. So, um, uh, yeah, look, it was a 
good second last uh, last week at uh, Shepparton in good time behind a nice horse and, and you know probably beat some nice horses home. So uh, I think the two in that race were inside of it's probably a little leader and might be hard to catch. But um, yeah, Ricky's pretty confident with this filly. He'll run a really good race. So uh, Pat's in part doing so. He's not too concerned about that from what he's told me. Um, so yeah, she should uh, run a very forward race from um, what Ricky's told me. I'll tell you, for a 55 to 65 rated race at Stall, it's a very, very strong race, that race. There's some really talented horses in it. So uh, it'll be a very interesting race, that race. Greg, mate, uh, always love catching up with you, and it was a nice little opportunity for us. Uh, I thank you for coming on, and best of luck over the next three, four days, and particularly on Sunday, mate, when you've got no horses running. Hope we can have a nice, relaxing day. I sure hope so. Thanks a lot, Dave. Good on you, Greg. There is Greg Sugars on his way to stall today. And the answer to your question, Matty, is Greg has a big opinion of Tizzy Lizzie. Uh, if she's not far off those Breeders' Crown horses at home, uh, she'll be winning that race today. $1.65 is short, yes. But if you're playing around with some multiples or, you, or you've had a, had a little look at uh, Darren Carroll's tips today, uh, double Helix, race one, number six, and Catch the Shark, race five, number seven. Uh, uh, big fella, if you're listening, I think you can nearly chuck in uh, Tizzy Lizzie with a little win bet in in how you do those uh, multiples that you do. I'm not really sure exactly how you do them. And, of course, the other one, uh, race eight, number one, our Cristiano. Now, uh, let's get to our final break of the first hour of Moving Day on Trot's Life.